Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Let's begin our reading, the reading of our text. If you'll stand with me, we're going to read Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 through 6. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 through 6. Let love of your fellow believers continue. Do not neglect to extend hospitality to strangers, especially among the family of believers, being friendly, cordial, gracious, sharing the comforts of your home, and doing your part generously. For by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as if you were their fellow prisoner, and those who are mistreated since you also are in the body and subject to physical suffering. Marriage is to be held in honor among all, that is, regarded as something of great value, and the marriage bed undefiled by immorality or by any sexual sin. For God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Let your character, your moral essence, your inner nature be free from the love of money. Shun greed. Be financially ethical being content with what you have. For he has said, I will never under any circumstances desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my hold on you, assuredly not. So we take comfort And are encouraged and confidently say, the Lord is my helper in the time of need. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? May the Lord bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. Now, as most of you know, the chapter and verse divisions are not spiritually inspired. So at times there's this awkward division that might make you believe that the author has changed topics or emphasis. Now, the Hebrews would have likely read 12.28 and 13.1 together. So it would, would have been like this. Therefore... Since we have received a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude and offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship with reverence and awe. 
For our God is indeed a consuming fire. Let love of your fellow believers continue. In your service and devotion to God, in reverence for your God, continue to love fellow believers. Now, what is revealed in that little word continue in the Greek is actually abide or dwell, not depart. This tells us to yield to biblical love and yielding to biblical love is a choice for the soul. It doesn't mean that you're going to have to get it from God. Now, you guys, most of you guys know this, but the reality is that when, when I'm commanded to love someone, i.e. your mate or your husband or even your enemy, I don't ask God to visit me with a special love. Why? Because he has shed his love abroad in my heart. I have his love. In fact, I cannot love as God defines it without him. I can't. Because it is not going to be separated from its source, which is God himself. So anytime you see him command for biblical love towards another, whether it be uh, Philadelphia or it be agape, both of these are biblical love. All right, so the brotherly love we're talking about here is familial love. And therefore, in your service and devotion to God, in reverence for your God, continue to love fellow believers. Now, again, this tells us yielding to biblical love is a choice. The word used for love here is the Greek word Philadelphia. And a word, a word most of you are already familiar with, and it comes from two words, phileo, okay? And that means to have great affection for. And Adelphos, which means from the same womb. So basically he's saying, have great affection for your brother from the same womb. This has application both for the Christian Jew and for the Jew that's non-Christian. Because in the Jewish society, they saw themselves all as children of Abraham. So you were all brothers or sisters, right? But if you're a Christian, you come from Christ and you share the same beginning. You share the same father. So you are all brothers and sisters, or as he refers to you, brethren. And you are of the same womb as each other, for you are all born in Christ. In John 13, 34, 35, we are called to love as Christ loves because it is a witness to the world. John 13, 34, and 35. I'm giving you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, so you are to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love and unselfish concern for one another. Continue in the love of the brethren. Choose to love your Christian brothers as Christ loved them. Now, this is something that they had been doing, but there was a lot of pressure to reject one another, to separate from one another, even to betray one another because of the persecution they were undergoing and the pressure to return to Judaism. 
And you will remember that in chapter 6, verse 10, he commends the Hebrews for their love and their ministry to the saints. He says, for God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love with which you have shown for his name in ministering to the needs of the saints, God's people, as you do. The love and ministry were the work of the Spirit that moved, yielded believers to care for one another. When we walk by the Spirit, we can freely love and give without fear of loss or rejection, for our security is not in the flesh. That is the motive. That is what empowers us to be able to love one another. Before, we would be afraid to give love because we thought maybe we would be rejected. But we are eternally accepted. Whether or not you accept my love or reject my love doesn't change my obligation to love you. It doesn't. Why? Because it's not based on what you do. It's based on the life that's within me. That is why you can be called to the ministry of somebody around you that you don't particularly like. And, the, and God doesn't care about your likes or dislikes because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loves them all. Even the most despicable individual you can think of, God is consistent in his love towards that individual. Now, by their choice of rejecting his love, they may spend eternity in judgment and separation from God. But his love for you is unchanging. His desire for you is unchanging. And he says, I want you to express that love. Now, this goes back to something I've taught many times. That the only way that I know love, truly know love, and I teach this to husbands and wives, the only way I can truly know love is to express love. Well, that love has to come through my soul, and it has to pass through all the baggages. The baggage of rejection, the baggage of maybe the wrong that person has done to me, the baggage that, that says that person is, has treated me badly or whatever, it goes right past it. It flows from the life of the Spirit within you, and that love comes forward. And your emotions may not be on board, and your, your mind may not be completely on board, but you know the truth, and you yield your heart to Him that being your soul. And like a river, this truth begins to come forward. And at first it seems very awkward to you, but you determine to love. And as you determine to love and love passes through, you experience it. You experience love. You experience Christ's love. Loving you you who rejected him. You who, who sinned, sent him to the cross. You who was literally an in, enemy of God, whose mind was enmity against him. You. He, you didn't choose him. He chose you. And he determined to love you in the same way you determined to love your brothers and sisters, the people that God puts in your path. He says, continue to do so, which tells you that they had done it in the past and they had to choose to keep it up. So here's the thing about instruction from the Lord. It is meant to affirm you. Yes, it's good instruction. And yes, it does keep you in the way, but it affirms truth in you. It does. As you continually determine to be obedient to what God has called you to do, regardless of whether or not 
it feels right, regardless of whether or not it's successful in your mind, you know what God has asked you to do. You continue in that place. And you know what you learn from that? You learn that God is faithful. You learn that God is, is consistent, unchangeable. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That waiting is faith. So, the love and ministry were the work of the Spirit. A selfless saint is yielded to the Spirit and gives out of obedience and prompting of the Spirit. Paul writes in Thessalonians 4, verses 9 and 10. Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you. You have been personally, get this word, personally taught by God to love one another. That is to have an unselfish concern for others and to do things for their benefit. For indeed, you already what? Do practice it toward all the believers throughout Macedonia by actively displaying your love and concern for them. But we urge you, brothers and sisters, that you excel in this more and more. Practicing. That's what he says. God has taught you. And what did God, how did God teach you? He said, Todd, if you will love that person, I will extend my love through you. Right? He taught me that principle. So then comes the time for that principle to be life to me. And he puts someone in front of me and he says, go love them. And as I extend that love, as I practice loving that person, I grow in maturity, in spiritual awareness. I am affirmed in the work of God in my life and the God's presence in my life. I see the God who goes before me as I'm obedient to what he has instructed me to do. It is a practice. It's not autopilot. It's not once God gave you victory to love this enemy and you can go around and give testimony, but you're busy hating on all these other people. That's not what it's about. It's about a lifestyle that says I'm going to be continually allowing the Spirit of God to express his life through me and for others. Continue. Continue. This brotherly love is given of God at the new birth. They are born loving their family and trained by God in the expression of this familial love. Notice that in verse 10 in this passage, brotherly love is practiced by actively displaying it. It is not easily practiced and must be a matter of faith. Faith allows the love expressed to be unconditional. What the flesh calls love is an economy. You give me some, I give you some. And I'll weigh whether or not I got the good end of the deal. Right? That's not love. That's flesh. It's selfishness. It's not what God has called you to. He's called you to allow that love, which is unconditional, which has him as his source, to be expressed. And in this particular text, he's talking about your family here. That's right. That ragtag bunch is sitting around you. That's who you're supposed to love. All right, verse 2. Do not neglect to extend hospitality to strangers, especially among the family of believers. Being friendly, cordial, and gracious, sharing the comforts of your home, and doing your part generously. 
For by this, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Now, it's important to have a grasp of the context here in which this verse was written. During the time this was written, they didn't have hotels. They didn't have motels. Nobody was leaving the light on for them. They had inns, most of which had notoriously bad food, filthy bedding that was home to various parasites. They were disease-ridden, frequented by thieves and prostitutes. Can't wait to get a booking, right? Only during Passover did they make any serious attempt towards hospitality. Now, this was generally known by those who were forced to travel. Travelers would seek lodging with family and acquaintances and people of good reputation. Now, this was common long before the people were uprooted due to persecution. Hospitality was encouraged in the general society, and it was very important in the time when families were losing their homes to persecution, and you knew that, that that their homes were being taken from them, that they would find themselves without any place to stay, and would you want to take your family to an end like that? Well, God is saying, look, guys, be hospitable, open your homes, be generous, In the original language, the word interpret hospitality actually means primarily to show love to strangers. Okay, that moves it out of a concrete context and moves it into the the way God works in our lives, which says, as God moves you, you express hospitality and he will give you the height, the length, the breadth and depth of that hospitality. But overall, show love. The commandment is to show love, not necessarily to throw your doors open, okay? But to show love. This is not a command to take in strangers into your home but to always be kind and show a genuine concern for those who may approach you with need. To show love is a command that is not subject to expectations. To entertain stranger is, first and foremost, uh, as with anything we do in the name of Christ, it's not motivated by you or even a need. It should come as a matter of obedience from the Spirit's prompting. So need doesn't necessarily dictate the call. And I know that's contrary to the way our society moves. Now, the emphasis of this command is to be among the brethren, which means that we show hospitality to the brethren. That's what he's emphasizing, because many of the brethren within this congregation had lost their homes. Does that make sense? They had lost their homes. They had no place to stay. Now, I've spoken on this many times, and the emphasis of giving in the New Testament is predominantly back to the people of God. Predominantly back to the people of God. Okay? It doesn't necessarily mean just the church, but to the people of God. Okay, now I will say this. I know that a lot of us give in order to avoid taxes. I'm not saying that that's wrong. But sometimes it motivates you to throw your money, your pearls before swine. Make sure that you are giving because you're giving in obedience to what God has put in your heart to do. You're not giving to feel significant 
are just to dodge taxes. I know good, solid Christian people who have thrown tens of thousands of dollars at godless universities who are turning out unbelievers who are working hard to defeat the faith of those who come. Why? Because they graduated there. That makes sense. No, it doesn't. It's not your money. It is God's provision. And he will not have you throw it at the godless. He's very clear. While America is and always will be the land of opportunity, I hope it always will be, the land of opportunity, it has also become the land of the opportunist. This nation is ripe with people who prey on the generosity of anyone. I'm not suggesting that a cynical perspective concerning the needs of others is where we should be. I am calling for balance. We're not to play God and seek our significance in random generosity. This verse is contextually talking about a loving act towards their brethren. Most of you need no encouragement in this matter. We love because of the love within us. Romans 5, 5. Such hope in God's promises never disappoints us because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Random or impulsive giving is not love. Listen to me. It is not love to enable an alcoholic or drug addict. It is not love to enable an opportunist who takes no responsibility for his life and lives irresponsibly. That's not love. I know of many church organizations that seem to think that that is. But it is not any more than it would be for you to just give money to your children and let them sit at home and do nothing and buy them drugs and alcohol when they want it. Would you do that? Does that sound like God's plan? Okay, this is not to be harsh. Again, you Christian are first and foremost stewards of God's provision and are to give in obedience and principally to the family of God. Give in obedience. You know, the problem is that most of us don't want to pray about what we're giving. We want to just kind of dunk it and walk out the door feeling good. Well, you're not going to mess up giving to the church unless your church is apostate. But you will mess up if you're just throwing money abroad out there to feel good about yourself. And you can do that at almost any street corner. Okay? The verse ends with this. For by this, some entertained angels without knowing. Now, this verse is abused by people who are seeking an encounter with angels. It does reference Genesis 18 and 19. This is not about seeking to entertain angels. I would hasten to remind you that angel is angelos or angelos, which means messenger or messenger from God. Okay. That message may come to you unknowingly through a believer that you entertain without a lot of fanfare. How many times has somebody just walked up to you and shared something with you that may or may not have anything to do with you, but God spoke through it? Well, I hope it happens at church occasionally. But you know what? That person is a messenger. 
They brought a word, but they did not, they were not aware of it. Now, I'm not discounting angels. Angels are out there and they're about us and God uses them to speak his word. But here's the thing. We always want to see the God speak in the context of the spectacular. God speaks to you in nature. God speaks to you through a friend. God speaks to you through his word. God speaks to you in a number of ways. And you may invite somebody over your house for cookies and tea or whatever, pie or whatever you have. If it's pie, make sure I get an invitation. You may invite them over for those things and y'all are just sitting there sharing and suddenly they, they, they say something and it hits you dead center, dead center, square in the middle. And you, you think, how did they know what I was going through? How did they know what I was dealing with? How did that happen? Well, God sent a message. Don't be so caught up in who said it and how it got to you. Think about the message. Here's the other thing. If God has a word for you, it's up to God to get it to you. Think about that. We're not called to get out there and turn over rocks looking for a message from God. You can pick up the word of God and it may not come today, may not come next week, may not come in several years, but it's going to come because those word never returns void. Ever. Verse 3. Remember those who are in prison as if you were their fellow prisoner and those who are mistreated since you also are in the body and subject to physical suffering. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. 